Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Can you see me? No, I can't see you. Mm. Oh, here we go. There we go. Could you like prop your camera up in some sort of professional way? Can you do something with your camera, please? What are you just sipping on some coffee, minding your own business, or what? Oh, I'm freaking. I had sparring earlier, man. I'm tired. I'm hurt. Sparring, dude. I'm tired too, man. I'm sparring with with life, man. Making fried chicken in the back of Kroger. Doing the best I can. Uh, why did I gel my hair for this? Okay, let me ask you. I know you. What we All said? Right. We said five. It's three o'clock my time, but five your time. Why is it five thirty? And we're just now getting on the phone. I got caught up. I had to. I got frustrated, and I had to. I had like, if you really want to know, I had some bad acne on my chest. And I was trying to take care of it, and then I had to take a hot shower, and then the hot shower ended up being a little longer than I thought. I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. I was like, he'll be all right. Why do right. I ask? Why do I even ask? I didn't want <laughs> hey, to know it. You wanted to ask, man. You wanted to ask. You want to know the truth, people. Oh. This is the real deal here. There's no, there's no shenanigans going on. There's no. This is the no spin zone. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, I'm gonna get into it before we start this podcast because I got some heavy stuff. Oh my gosh! I don't want heavy. Dude. All right, go ahead. Uh. If you guys have not yet, we do not run ads, so go tell somebody about this podcast. Follow us on YouTube, Christian Robertson, you can, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Christian Robertson. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbar Robertson, and then Augustus Boyd something, I don't know. Go to my followers something, and check it out. Something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, if you want to share the podcast, please do. Make sure you subscribe, and uh, just text one person. Just go to the share button on the podcast, Apple, Spotify, and just send it to one person. So, all right, man. How's your week been? Uh, it's been not too bad. Just working a lot, you know, working out. Uh, just seeing folks running around. Been busy. Just keeping busy, I guess. How's the fry cook job going? Uh, not too bad. Like I said, it goes by it, you know, staying busy with it. So time goes by pretty fast. You know, an eight-hour day will go by, you know, in like eight hours. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's close. But I got to dude. I, they got to like. I got to get up at like six in the morning though. That's what's six tough. in the morning. That does suck. No, I'm sorry to hear that. We'll That's all right, bed. dude. I went to bed at like two or three last night. Oh, so yeah. That's yeah. That sucks, man. I feel yeah. comfortable. I'm in, I'm in pain. Somebody kicked me in the leg today, and my shoulders all messed up. My neck, my knees still torn. I'm hurting, man. So if I move around a lot, that's what it is. Yeah. You uh, you back on the stuff, man? You looking bigger? Huh? The stuff? No, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm, no. I know what you're gonna do. You're gonna be like, no, bro. You look smaller. <laughs> <laughs> no, your arms look a little bit bigger. Yeah, for real, they look a little. No, dude, I'm uh, I'm probably gonna go two o five. 
Oh, yeah? Not for amateur or my first couple pro fights, but I'm sitting at like 230 these days and just, uh, yeah, I feel like 205 is probably a better weight class for me, like at the beginning, you know, maybe mm -hmm. if I put on some more muscle, but it's just one thing I don't have to deal with, you know, because in college, I mean, two-hour weigh-ins, man, when you're, when you're 240, like 197 is just not really feasible, but when you mm -hmm. got 24 hours... And you know I could step in the ring at like two thirty, two thirty-five. It's, I feel like it's a good weight. And some of those heavyweights, like even Stipe, like we weigh the same, but he's just a big. Like even when I was working with Verdum, like they're just bigger human beings, you know. So mm -hmm. I have to put on like a lot of muscle just to overcompensate for that. And I just think, you know, right now, like that's just something that's gonna have to come naturally over time, you know. So mm -hmm. and plus I want to be lean. Like I've got, I'm freaking eating like. Soup, like I've got a meal prep guy, um, and I've been eating super lean and probably lost like five, ten pounds of fat just since I've been up here the last five weeks. And I like, I can see my abs, and I'm like, you know what? I like this. I like this. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I see abs. Let me see them. Let, let the world see those ah, little abs. Come on, calm down, man. We still got cooking. I'll, huh? I'll, show you, I'll show you when you guys get out of here. Which, all right, did Jeremy ever call you? Is he coming? Uh, so basically, it's funny because. We had the almost the exact same conversation that you and him had, and I got the same thing from it. <laughs> what it did he like, say? He's just like, well, he's like, know, yeah, I really man, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I really want to. I'm gonna check out with my boss, you know, see what's going on. Uh, I probably, I mean, maybe, yeah, I think, so. I think I will. I think I will. And so, so I was like, so no. Yeah, right. So, so if you guys don't know, Jeremy, he was on the podcast. So you guys should go listen to that. That was a good episode. Uh, that was the one where you, your grandpa, took his pants off. I don't but, remember that but one. anyway, so so Gus, so who's officially coming? It's you, Russell, Carlos, and then Joe's out. Joe flaked on him. Joe's out. Joe's out. But our other buddy Bruce might come, and he's a he's a fighter. So oh, is he? Uh, might yeah. want to get some training in. Yeah, he might. Want to, he wrestled in college, and uh, and he's a fighter. So yeah, he's Ooh. a brown belt in jujitsu. So oh, so he definitely tapped me up. Bro, jujitsu. Yeah, it's not too is, hard to do. Jujitsu is so humbling. It is the most humbling. Like. Oh yeah. Because it is yeah. so easy. Like if you don't like if somebody's even like a little bit better than you, like it's it's pretty easy to exploit, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. I it's been it's been It's I think it's like it's it's just like a game where you got to figure out, you got to acquire pieces, like a chess game. Yeah. Like if you don't like a beginner, they don't have any pieces. All they got is pawns. Yeah. <laughs> they can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's yeah. like, okay, you now you acquired your knight. You got your, you know, this. You got your, oh, and then, oh, you got your queen now. You yeah. know, you can do some cool stuff. So yeah. it's all about finding your queen, man. It's all about finding your queen. No, but it's fun, though, man. Like, even sparring today, I was like, I was debating sparring. Like, I'm pretty beat up, but I did. And I think it's good. Like, obviously, fighting is a tough sport to, like, push through certain things because you're getting punched in the head and it's like you gotta be smart but I think every once in a while like because somebody was telling me the other day they're like you know you're not gonna know what it's like the day of the fight mm -hmm. and so it's like well maybe I'm gonna feel like crap the day of the fight and I gotta know like at some point you know in practice like hey I can push through this mm-hmm yeah just, yeah, because you're never really at 100% on the day of no. you know you always got something going on if you're training well that's the thing is if you're training hard you'll never be a hundred percent like mm -hmm. and then if you're not training hard you're obviously not going to be a hundred percent because like your hundred percent is 70 percent of what it could be so it's it's a battle there's definitely a balance there yeah but uh dude you want to hear something crazy so this is probably i probably should just tell this story first because i think i think everything 
because the podcast is going to lead into this. But I had, I think every week I should open with some kind of Uber story because they're they're getting crazy. Like it's getting, like I've had some crazy ones. Are you gonna, are you gonna respond? Or are you just? <laughs> I'm waiting. Okay, so. Would you want me to laugh? You want me to laugh when the story hasn't been told yet, or so? <laughs> no, I, I I don't want you to laugh at all. This is, uh, I think I might have seen a guy die the other day. So I'm driving this guy. We're on 205. We're on the 205, and um, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. It's tough. Um, but we're on the 205. We're driving, and I look probably 50, 50 to 100 yards in front of me, and we're going like 65, and this person's going faster than us. And I see this guy like just flaunt, like like rolling on the highway. I'm like, what the Damn. hell? And and it looked like he got thrown out of a car. So I just uh-huh. like see this guy rolling on the highway and I'm like, oh shoot. Like so I stop and um, and a couple people got there before me because they were in like the lane closer to him. And I stop, I'm like, okay, so I call the ambulance, tell him what's up or whatever. So and I look and I see a motorcycle. So this guy got there was a hit and run. Like this guy got hit uh. this truck hit this guy and this dude is like spinning like it looked like somebody threw a starfish like it just Uh it was like i can't get the image out of my head of this guy like like just flailing on the highway going 70 miles an hour Uh he hits the grass and i see him like i'm probably like 20 yards away from him at this point like when i pull up and i see him like flipping out like getting his helmet off and i'm like oh shoot like this guy's gonna die Uh like he's dead and so I, uh, and I, I keep on. I got an Uber in the back, and he's like, "What the heck's going on?" I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, help, help take care of this any way I can." And so I call the ambulance and um, tell them like what's going on. And and as I'm doing that, about three or four people come up to the guy and they're helping him. So the only reason I called the ambulance is because people got to him before me. But um, and I just was like, and I felt like God was saying like, "Hey, go, go pray for this guy." I was like, All right. So I go up, you know, I cross through the traffic or whatever, and, um, and I'm like, hey, what, what, you know, what's this guy's name? And, and I get there, and, like, I could see his stomach. There's, like, something coming out of his stomach. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, it looked like a bone or something, like, popping out of his stomach, uh-huh. but it might have been, like, his guts or his intestines or something. Like, it wasn't, like, poking out like this. It didn't breach skin, but it looked like – it looked like so, – sorry. It looked like somebody was holding this water bottle, like, pushing it out of his stomach. It was probably coming about – that far uh. and I was like oh man and he's like all sc- scraped up on his back he's like all scraped up on his back and he's not really moving and I'm just like oh geez like this guy's like he's gonna die and, um, and I, I asked the guy next to me I'm like hey what's his name he's like his name's Tim and uh, so I'm like alright I was like hey Tim like can I pray for you man and he's like yeah and so I just start praying out loud. And I really, this is the part I can't really remember um, very much. Like, I kind of blacked out here. I don't know. But I was, like, praying in tongues. I was praying out loud. Like, I don't know how loud I was being or what. And uh, I was just praying that he'd be healed and all this stuff. And and it was really, like, nerve-wracking. Because, like, there was, like, four, like, five to six people around. And, like, just being the only one, like, praying. Like, it was just kind of, like, like, I was scared to do it, you know. Like, there was, like, a fear uh-huh. of, like, doing it. But, like, I knew, like, that's what like that's like what I was there for like I'm not gonna uh-huh. like 
you know, be a first responder and start like performing medically. But, like the same with the guy on heroin. Like I wasn't, I didn't do much but pray. Um, uh-huh. And so I was just praying, and then um, I like again just felt like God was like, hey, you know, ask him if he knows me. And I was like, well. You know, I don't know if this guy's gonna die or not, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I gotta at least like make sure. And so I just asked him. I was like, "Hey, man, like, do you know Jesus?" And he's like, "No, man, I'm not religious." I was like, "I mean, do you want to?" And he's like, "Come on, man." They just basically like brush it off. And I was like, I felt like really like not super awkward, but I was just like, "All right, like I did what I could do." And then the you know the ambulance got there like literally right as I was asking. Like everybody kind of backed off like while I was asking, but I just like held his hand and prayed for like five minutes or so but I uh, I have no idea like how that ended I don't I left right after the ambulance got there but um, yeah it was some gnarly stuff man like it was like I called my mom right after I told her what happened and she was like hey just just go home like don't like don't keep working tonight you know because I was, I was pretty uh-huh. up man like I've never seen anything like that and, and I'm fine now but like that first day and a half was really like I was like shoot like like I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. Like I can't find any reports or anything. But I'm trying to figure out if the guy's still alive or not. Uh. But when I was there, he was like, he was asking somebody to like call his mom for him, and the guy next to me like called his mom and told her what happened. It was just, it was really sad, man. It was horrible. Uh. But wow, so that what an experience. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was. It was nuts, but uh, I almost called you right after. I was like, you know what? I'll save it for the podcast. Oh yeah, take a little <laughs> bit of money off it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But, but yeah, so that was another crazy. What did we have? We had we, that's like three in the last like seven weeks. Where it was the heroin guy, the guy jerking off to my mom in the parking lot, and then this. And there's been a few Uber rides like I wanted to talk to you about that have been a little bit wacky too, but mm-hmm. that, wasn't, that wasn't really an Uber ride. But crazy man, it's like every week something crazy's happened in my life. Yeah, imagine if you get to witness all that crazy stuff. Say that again. Imagine if you had to witness all that crazy stuff. Oh, I did have to witness all that crazy stuff. No, I'm talking about like everything. You know, like if you had to witness all the bad stuff that goes down every single day all across the world. Oh, yeah. Well, we know? talked about this. You wouldn't be able to survive. Oh, you yeah, know what I saw be... the other day that really bothered me, and and somebody I just followed posted it, and which it really kind of disappointed me that this person posted it, but um, it was like because you know how people are like if you're not posting or you know supporting Black Lives Matter, then you shouldn't even be posting right now. Like the the world like it really annoyed me because somebody posted something like that. It was like this black girl that posted non non black people. If you're not posting about Black Lives Matter or signing petitions, like don't be posting about like your beach vacations or anything like that. This is not the time for it. I was just like, what? Like I'm sorry. I understand like this is a real issue. But it's not the only issue going on in the world, and it's not the worst issue going on in the world. Like, there's people still enslaved, like, sex traffic. Like, if all Instagram was was tragic, like, you know, every time there's a tragedy, then 
then it would just be that. Like there would no, there would be no pictures ever. Like, are you saying we can't live? It really bothered me. Like it really annoyed me. And I was like, it was right after this happened. So I was like extremely pissed off. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, like this guy probably just died of a motorcycle accident, but I can't post about that. You mm -hmm. know, I don't know. Kind of annoyed me, but yeah. I think the big thing that yeah, annoyed me there too was like it was I, like I've been non-black people. It's like what? Yeah, it's a little racist. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, I've, I haven't been on social media as much like I might have like out of this week I think I've probably been on in social media total of like 10 minutes maybe uh, this whole week it's just it's just uh, dude I really like even watching the news or something it's just like I don't want to watch it anymore yeah. you know I remember I was watching my dad and grandpa were watching Tucker Carlson on Fox News and it was like and I was just sitting there just trying to eat dinner like with my back facing to it and it was like literally like nails on a chalkboard. It like just took me from like zero to hundred. I was like in a kind of a decent mood, you know. And then I just started hearing all that, you know. Well, you and don't like Tucker? Like, gosh, I don't mind him sometimes. Like sometimes I make, I think he makes some good points, but I feel like he's just as bad as the the left liberals, as you know, as he calls them. Like it's just, it's just like it makes me, it like it literally just makes me angry. Like the words that they use. Yeah, and I think it's like I don't know. I have a, a distrust of of all most news, most media, because yeah. it's all controlled by the, like the, the same people, you know. Yeah. And so I don't trust what they tell me. I think honestly, I think that there are powers at work that want us to be divided, that want separation. For sure. And and it's and it's too bad people can't see that, you know. So, and and that's and that's a. And if for me just saying that, someone would say that I'm a racist for saying that, that there are powers that be that want us to be divided rather than together and love each other. Oh, and that's sure. a, and some people would say that's a racist statement for saying that. And it's like, no, I just, I'm just sick of the divisiveness, man. I'm sick of everybody being angry and bitter and everybody's got their opinion on this and that. And I think, like I said before, man, I just wish everybody would just be, just be nice to each other and not, and not doing all this grandstanding all this virtue signaling saying, hey, how look how morally superior I am to you. And you can never understand what it's like to be me. It's like, okay, yeah, I never know. I, yeah, I never could. And you can never understand what it's like to be me. That's yeah. the great thing about the world. Like, I, I don't yeah. know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be me. Yeah. You know, it's what? a great thing about different perspective. Yeah. You know, so. Why, why do people do that? Like, I've been in ministry for a while now. And, you know, I've had, I've had women call me that have, you know, been raped and, you know, try to get counsel. I usually point them to another woman, but, you know, if it's a friend or whatever, you know, I'll talk to them and, um, you know, try to help them out. I've had people call me that are literally like knock on death's door, like about to murder, like about to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. I can't relate to either of those two experiences. I'm not a woman. I've never been raped. I'm not mm -hmm. suicidal. Like I've never dealt with that, but I've never had somebody in those situations be like, you would never understand what it's like. I don't know why with this issue we do that. Like, I don't know why we, we, we do that. Because that, what I hear is, what, what I hear when people say that is, I don't want to forgive, and I don't want to find a solution, and I'm a bigger victim than you. You know? Mm -hmm. And you couldn't understand. Yeah. Like, that to me, like, when people say that, it's like, yeah, hey, listen, I don't, uh, you're right, I don't understand what it's like to be you. I don't understand what it's like to have, you know, a darker skin tone. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, 
but like, do you want to talk about it? No, man. Like, and I'm not saying everybody's like that, but I've been around people that do that. And it's just, uh-huh. it, it's like, you're not part of the solution. You are like the problem. Like you're, you're a huge problem. Like if you can't let somebody come in and try to empathize with you, then, then that's a, that's a real big problem. And I think that's, that's uh-huh. a, a big divider that we're facing right now is like, who can be the bigger victim? You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's also too, it's like, with that same token, I feel like people, like, people always want to play the who's got it worse game. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, you could say, oh man, my day was kind of rough. You know, I had this going on. I was like, oh, that's nothing compared to my day. Yeah. My day was like, this is now, you, like, your old, the, your generation will never know what it's like, my generation. And oh, it's yeah. like, everybody's always want to play it, who, who's got it worse. You, you know? don't know what tough is or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, just, yeah. just let it be. I think that's why it's so important, man, to, like, if you have a hard situation, like, to just move forward and help somebody else get through it because somebody is going to be struggling. And, like, you know, like, it's just it's just real sad when, when people, you know, they can't move forward. Like, you know, I think and I think that victim mentality does that to a lot of people. And it's not just, you know, people of color or whatever. Like, this is anybody. Like, anybody that yeah. doesn't want to move forward from their hurt is yeah. is putting themselves in a victim mindset and it the victim mindset is is not a progressing mindset like let's just be honest like if you have a no. victim mindset about something it's very unlikely that you're going to be moving forward you know? mm-hmm. um, yeah and i think you know i i think i'm as guilty as any is i've uh, i've had episodes of self-pity you know, yeah. feeling sorry for myself, and I and I could tell anybody that that is if there is one road you don't want to go down, it is that one. Yeah, is, that is a road that you would you do not like where it'll take you. Sure, I've been there. It's taken me to places where it's like, dang, I got I got to get out of here. I got to go get out of this this mind this funk whatever I got to do. Yeah, and because it is it is like a poison to yourself. Like you're literally killing yourself with self pity. And and that's that's the advice I give to anybody is like whenever you start having those negative thoughts or like those thought patterns that I think is a lot of us as humans we get into these patterns of thought where we start to like feel bad for ourselves or whatever is like find it right there just, just nip it in the bud I used to pray whenever like I noticed it was there I would I would just pray about it yeah. and be like somebody take this away from me because I can't do it on my own I need some I need something else because I'm. I feel like a slave to my victim, my own victim mentality. Yeah. So, like, I'm not trying to stand on some high horse and say I've never thought of myself as a victim or felt sorry for myself, but I have, and I just, know, but I just know that it's not the way to be. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just because it'll lead you. It's a road to hell. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a, you know, my my dad always said like one of the things, like a piece of advice I'll take from him is like excuses get you nowhere, and it kind of goes along with like Jocko Willick's book, Extreme Ownership. Which, if you guys have not read that, that is a life-changing book. But, like, dude, and you say this all the time, Gus. It's like, hey, guess what? Nobody cares. <laughs> like, that's the yeah. thing, man, is, like, you know, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Like, I thought I was going to be a football, college football player for a long time. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I like football more than wrestling. And when I got to high school, you know, I was kind of a scrawny kid. And then my junior year, you know, I switched positions. And I, I felt like I was doing really well. Like, I felt mm-hmm. like I was doing really well. And I think I was. And, you know, I could say this, that, or the other, like, whether I should have started or whatever. But bottom line, I didn't start. And I mm-hmm. wasn't the guy. And it really frustrated me. And 
you know, regardless of whether or not I was better than the guy that did start, I have my own opinion. But what am I going to do? What is going to help me sulking about it? Because obviously I wasn't in a position where they thought, listen, we're damaging the team to a huge degree if we do not put him in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I didn't mm-hmm. separate myself enough to where they were saying we can't we can't step on the field without him on the field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, I, and regardless, like, even if it would have worked out, let's say it would have, like, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Like I had, like, you have to find another way. Like, what if I would have gone into wrestling season by like, man, football didn't go the way I wanted. Like this sucks. It's like, no, you, you find another way. Like you figure it out regardless of if somebody has got it out again, like against you or not, like, you know, it has it mm-hmm. out for you or not. Like, find a way. Like, find something different. And now I'm on a different path. Like, I, I didn't uh-huh. play football in college. Um, I haven't, you know, put on pads in five years. And I'm doing what I love. Like, I love being an MMA fighter. I love the uh-huh. sport. Like, I love going in and, and training. Like, I, and I'm going to love it even more when I start knocking dudes out. Like, that's, uh-huh. you know, like. Yeah. And, and I'm sure Heck I would yeah. have loved playing college football. But that's not the path I'm on. I, I made a decision to change. And I wasn't blaming anybody else but myself. Because uh-huh. me sitting around, regardless, like, let's say it is true and there's politics going on and people are just like, you know what, we're going to start this person because we want to start this person. So what? You're still not starting. You're uh-huh. still not the guy. You're, you know, you're not making it evident enough that they need you. Uh-huh. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it is what it is. Like, move forward. Because me complaining about it and writing letters and doing all this stuff, what's that going to achieve? What's that going to achieve? Yeah. Just got to yeah. work harder and make it evident that they cannot go on the field without me. You know? Yeah. And that can be said in a lot of things. Like, that's not just mm-hmm. football. Like, that's that's just life. Yeah. It's, I've, I follow, I do, I do follow this Instagram page called Nature is Metal. And it shows, like, the horrible things that happen in nature. Yeah. And it just, it puts me in a different perspective. I'm like, dude. Like, life is not fair. Like, because it'll show, like, just horrible images of, like, a pack of wild hyenas, like, taking, a, um, like, an antelope or something right out of its, the, its mother's womb yeah. and eating it in front of the mother. <laughs> like, it's like, life, that is not fair in any way, shape, or form, but that is just life and how it, and how it goes. Yeah. And it does not care. It doesn't yeah. care. It's going to keep going. It's going to keep keep working with or without you. Yeah. You know. Well, look at that. Well, just look at I mean, you don't have to look any further than the story I just told. Like that guy mm-hmm. obviously being on a motorcycle. Like there's a reason they call them donor cycles. Not a smart idea. I would mm-hmm. never ride a motorcycle like and that was, you know, completely solidified the other day when I saw what I did. But that guy's doing everything right. And a car is just turning lanes doesn't see him. You mm-hmm. know? man, this life is so fragile and it's just, it's too fragile to continue to look back. You know, you have to move forward. Yeah. Well, and that also, you know, it also brings another perspective. It's like, it makes you, knowing how fragile it is and accepting the fact that nobody cares and it kind of gives you a sense of appreciation for what you do have and what is going right in your life, no matter how small it is. Yeah. You know, and and like, and you realize, okay, there's all these things in this world that I cannot control, an overwhelming amount of things I can't control. But there's actually just a couple of things I can't control, and that's actually kind of just it makes it a little less overwhelming. 
because it's just a minuscule amount. It's like, oh, okay, I can actually do that. I can control this. Yeah. I can control one, my attitude. How is yeah. that going? You know, like, what am I doing day to day? Like, am I am I trying to be the best I can be? Am I am I making the world around me a better place or a worse place? Yeah. You know, it's like it's like y'all. We all have our own like little miniature kingdom. You know. Yeah, kind. Of, I mean, yeah, in a way. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that's a good point. Like, focus on the things you can control, man, because there's so much you can't. Like, there is so, so much. much you cannot. And and I think that's a lot of what's you know going on right now is so many people want to control this, this, and this, and it's like you're you're missing the point. The point is not to go and you know do this, you know, out here. And, you know, if you're here, you know, you trying to, you know, make a difference out here, like in the way you're doing it, it's, it's not effective when you can make a difference here, which is going to make a uh -huh. difference to the person next to you. And then it's going to be a trickle down effect, you know, mm -hmm. it just passes down. And yeah. that's, that's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow too, because you don't see results there. Like that, and that's yeah. another thing is like, you have to be okay in anything you're doing you have to be okay if you don't see the results like when you're when you're trying to make change like you mm -hmm. have to be okay that you might not see the change mm -hmm. you know like if you're and that's I, oh, I think that's okay I think that's a big part of a lot of people's like almost hubris like or hamartia what is it which one is it hubris hamartia is like fatal flaw I don't know one of the two but it's like people want to see the change like people and obviously They're everybody impatient. wants to they're impatient, you know? but it's almost from a selfish desire of like, I mm. want everybody to know that I had a part in this. Mm. As a, you know, the cameras are out and, you know, I'm, you know, doing this grandiose thing, but it's like, look at your personal life. You're not mm -hmm. having the conversations. You're not being the kind, courteous person. You're not letting the person in front of you, um, you know, that's got three screaming kids and, you know, like you're not paying for somebody else's meal. You're just shouting at the rooftops, trying to make a difference that way when the little things in your life, like you know, like in wrestling, like it's not the big mm -hmm. things that make the difference, it's the little things that make the big difference. Yeah, because there's nobody, so much, yeah, there's, there's so much little that. good, there's so many little good deeds uh, that people can do, yeah. you know, little, little things throughout the day that can make somebody's life just a little bit less, less dreadful, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's funny you're talking about too is like you know I do a very humbling job that of frying chicken not a grand thing in the world you know it's not just frying chicken I fry like I cook a whole bunch of different I don't just stuff. fry the chicken alright let's, let's yeah, just get that uh, over let's get it Let, straight I don't yeah, just but, I don't just fry chicken the, I fry a lot of other things too but when I first started I think one of the guys I was I was working with that was showing me how to do it you know he was an older guy I mean I, he's about I don't know almost 60 or something like that and and we were talking about it. I was like, dude, we're doing this job for ten bucks an hour, and nobody cares about it. It's not glamorous, but you might as well, no matter what you're doing, do it right. Yeah, you know, do it right. And and because a lot of people would be like, oh, this. So like, because a lot of people would say, oh, it's ten bucks an hour. It's not that big of a deal if I slack off here and there. If I don't do the job right. If I because because I'm only getting paid ten bucks an hour anyways. Yeah. I deserve more than that. You know, it's like, no. Why don't you just do do a job right for that for its own sake. Yeah. You know, and and take pride in the fact that hey, you know, you're you're giving an eight piece of chicken for five dollars. That's actually feeding families. You know, yeah. putting family. Um, I mean, it's it's cheap food. It's not exactly healthy food, but it's it's food on the table. You know, it's yeah. something. 
And so I think it's all about perspective, how you're looking at it. It's like, are you going to do it right? And and you actually might be doing some good if you do do it right. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. And I, I back to, yeah, that's a good point, man. Like, nobody sees you. Nobody sees you, but uh-huh. let's say you do it wrong. Like, let's say you don't. Let's say you don't cook the chicken all the way. That's uh-huh. a big difference in somebody's life. But if mm-hmm. you cook it right, life goes on. It doesn't matter. But you messing up is a big deal. It's kind of like with the police. Like that mm-hmm. cop messed up. He did something horrible. You know, mm-hmm. people don't notice when he just does his job. You know, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. But when he doesn't do his job, it makes a big impact, and we're seeing that now. And so it's like anything in life, like be diligent in what you do. I was reading this book, uh, Dave Ramsey's book. It was like, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess it up. Crap. I'm going to have to quote it or something. I can't even remember the quote. But, um, oh, geez, that bothers me. Anyway, uh, but he's talking about diligence. Like diligence is doing it well every single day, you know. Uh-huh. And, um yeah, I just think that's so important, man. Like, you know, and obviously we're going to have days where we slip up, mess up, mm-hmm. you know, but trying your best every day. And then recognizing, like, hey, some days, man, I just slacking off. Like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not here. You know, I'm not here today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And owning it. That's the thing is you got to own it. You Like, you have mm-hmm. to own, you know, when you messed up. Like, that's another big yeah. thing. Is like you got to own when you messed up. Like, if I went and slacked off on a workout, like, I got to just be a man and be like, you know what? I did not go as hard as I could have in that workout. And, mm-hmm. and that's the only way like that's the, the only way you can change is like admitting it and saying alright how do I how do I move forward yeah mm-hmm. there's a sense of it's like a contradictory idea of it's like the power of letting go you know it's contradictory two contradictory terms like power seems like something that you're in control of but letting go is like obviously something that you're not in control of it's like letting go of your pride and saying it's like, oh, it's somebody else's fault that I didn't do this. You know, somebody else's fault that I didn't get where I wanted to be. You know, it's like instead instead of just like you said, it's taking ownership of what you do, like there's power in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I've always felt like the tougher road to take is probably the one you should take. You know, the tougher oh, decision yeah. to make. Like it is a hard thing to do. One of the hardest things to do, especially for a man, because men have a lot of pride, is to take ownership, like to admit when you were wrong or to admit like when you messed up. That's one of the hardest things to do. Like to say you're sorry, like come on man, who who wants to say Uh they're sorry? Uh But I think when you come to a crossroads like that in your life, in just any decision where you you decide this is a hard, like turning the other cheek. Turning the other Uh cheek is a very hard decision to make. And and it's something like I, you know, don't employ a lot, I mean I, I try to stay out of these situations because I don't want to be in a situation where I have to turn the other cheek mm-hmm. because it's probably not a good situation. But yeah. it's a hard thing to do, like having that patience and humility and saying, you know what, yeah, I could punch this person in the face or yeah, I could throw this brick through this window, but it's an easy decision. That's easy. Anybody mm-hmm. can do that. It takes a lot of just self-control, patience, love, kindness. Um to just say no no uh-huh. you know and, and just be like I, I think that me I think that me making this decision is gonna is gonna pay dividends in the long run you know uh-huh. me not hitting this person back or 
Yeah, and obviously, if your life's in danger and somebody's assaulting you, I'm not saying you know don't defend yourself. But you know, it's more of a metaphor, in my opinion. But because in, in my life, if somebody hits me, I'm probably gonna hit them back. Like, there's not too many, you know, unless it's you know we're sparring and I just can't. Um, but you know, that's a tough decision to make. But it's usually the one that's gonna pay off the most. Yeah, well, it's it's a common theme in the New Testament. Is is is, is picking your sacrifice and and is sacrificing something and taking up the cross. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's like, hey, you're, you know, you're gonna suffer. You're, it's not gonna be easy. And that's why I get a little bit, I get a little bit annoyed of like prosperity gospel. They say, you know, if, like, you know, oh. if you believe this and that, everything's just gonna go great. Or, you know, if you put in money to the church and you're going to get this much back. And uh, no, that's not I don't think that's what they were teaching in the New Testament. That was like, no, it was like, no, you're Paul was like, I'm in prison right now. And they whip me. I'm yeah. starving to death. And if all for just doing this, yeah. you know, for writing these letters, letters to you. Yeah. Like I'm hated. I'm spit upon Peter. They crucified him upside down. Yeah. They haunted down almost and killed all those Christians uh, or the 12 yeah. disciples, you know. Uh, yeah, this I think, is like, uh, yeah, I think uh, all but one disciple got off like scot free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, funny it's how you talk about like, like being a being a, a Christian, a devout Christian, or choosing that that path is or that narrow road yeah. is not an easy choice. A lot of people act like it's a it's a, it's a super easy decision to make. It's like, oh come on, just come on, just let's do it. And but it's no, you got to think about it. It's like, okay, am I willing to suffer like this? Am I yeah. willing to choose that path and I think it's like a path up a mountain but yeah. once you get up there the view is one it's one hell of a view yeah no yeah. It, it, and you're definitely right like I, I, I like you know if you think about like a uh, what Jesus tells like think about this Jesus is telling a bunch of first century Jews to pick up their cross and walk now at this time um, you know where he was at was occupied by Rome and so the Jews and Romans kind of coexist but it's almost like you know like what the colonies went through like yeah we're we're still citizens of you know this place and of um of great britain but or of england or is it great britain or england i'm confused the british yeah i don't know they're because they're over there across the pond Who cares? Cry, nobody cares we man. won it's been, it's we been won. so long we won we won it's america baby that's all that matters um, but it's kind of like that situation where these american citizens are yeah they're coexisting with the british soldiers and everything but they're really not like you know the value of them is different and so you, you gotta imagine and then you know crucifixion was like you know that was like the torture like you're put on display you're tortured you're suffering like it was horrible it was this disgusting horrible thing and so Jesus is now telling people pick up your cross and walk if you mm -hmm. saw somebody and, and a first century Jew would know this if you were if you saw somebody walking up the hill to Calvary with a cross you're like well that person's dead like there's mm -hmm. they've already been flogged they've been whipped you know they've been you know scrutinized spit on and now now you see him walking with a cross like, yeah okay that person is uh is dead like there's there's no coming back from that there's no evidence mm -hmm. that anybody ever survived a roman crucifixion mm -hmm. yeah well the, yeah the babylonians invented it but the romans perfected it sure they got it down they uh and then jesus destroyed it but like so think about that so when jesus is saying pick up your cross and walk it's basically like hey this is you know you're not coming back from this like if you if you mm -hmm. do this like you're not coming back and 
and that's not an easy thing like for there to be a resurrection there has to be a death first you know mm. you have to die to yourself mm. and mm. so i think you know and this is something like i with all these riots and protests and everything going on you know i got my opinions about things and i was just like man like it's just it i'm confused i'm confused like mm. i don't know and i really just had to be like god i don't know i don't know and now i'm just like is it sin like that's my question like is it sin you know, and I'm gonna love the sinner, and I'm gonna love the person, and I'm gonna love, you know, myself. But am I am I sinning? Are they sinning? The argument mm -hmm. that I I pose is is it sin? You know, I lost friends because people were advocating for riots, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. is it sin? You know, like we don't have to. If you're a Christian, we don't have to go any further than that. Is it sin? Well, yeah, but you know, I think, is it sin? Is it mm -hmm. sin? Does it break God's heart when you do it? Then there's no mm -hmm. yeah, but. It's mm -hmm. repent and turn away from that. Mm. You know, there's no, there's no other. Yeah, but it's justified, and you know, people. No, is it sin? Is it sin? Ask yourself that. Is it sin? What? How does it lie? And that's the, that's the only way. Because like, you know, I think even myself, like I get misconstrued with my, you know, political beliefs and where I stand on things, and you know, just how frustrated I get with certain people and stuff. And I'm just like, man. First of all, I got to check my own heart. You know. I want to come at this with humility and I want to be a Christian first, but I'm just going to shut every argument down with, is it sin, man? If it, if it is, mm -hmm. then I just don't want any part in it. I just don't want any part mm -hmm. of it. And God doesn't want any part in it. And, and you know, his part to play in that is forgiving you of it. And, but mm -hmm. the first, the first word of the gospel, like is repent. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, it's repent. You have to admit like this is what well, my life is sin. You know, what, what did Jesus tell the woman at the well? He was like, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. Or the woman caught in adultery. Sorry, not the woman. Yeah, that's that's a hard thing. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's hard to look within and say, dang, what am I doing wrong right now? Like, yeah. what's going? What like? Where's the inner? What's the inner cobwebs in my soul, yeah. my psyche, in my heart? Where's the blackness? Where's that sin there? Yeah. And take a look at that. Yeah. Take a look in the mirror and see what's what really bothers me about me. Yeah. You know, and and what, you know, oh man, it's like the evil in our own hearts. It's a it's a thing that should not be taken lightly to go look at that. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a weird little it's a weird experience, but I think it's a necessary one. For sure, I was I was yeah. I don't remember what I was thinking about the other day, but I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a hypocrite. Like I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm I'm preaching against. I can't remember what it was. Mm. Um. But I just remember being like, dang, like here I am thinking I'm good and I'm doing things right. I'm saying the right things. And then I literally just found some hypocrisy in my own arguments. I was like, gosh, darn. Mm. you know, like just when you think you're, yeah. you're doing things right, like you just can get convicted, you know? It's just like, dang. Yeah. But um, it's good, man. Like that. Yeah, that's just. Yeah, it's good. It's a good little. It's good little healthy dose of reality. Yeah, you know, reality just yeah. sets you straight. Well, and I think too, like when you, you know, because like, especially being a follower of Christ, like when you think you're good, man, like check yourself, like uh, you know, check yourself, you know, to compare to Christ. Like sometimes I'm thinking, like, man, I'm good. Like, you know, I'm almost like Jesus. Like I'm, I'm looking like mm -hmm. if you if you started my life right now, I'd be. You know, I'd be the Messiah, and then you know something else pops up, and I'm like, "Gosh darn!" And it just it it just humbles you to like being like Christ, being Christ like is so unattainable. Like, there's nothing I could ever mm -hmm. do. Like that, and that's why like 
I mean, that's why it's so freeing. Like, you know, when, um, you know, when the Bible says, like, we're saved by grace through faith, not of our own works, lest any man should boast. Like, man, if, if we had to do it, you know, if we had to do this life and, and be accepted by our own works, man, we'd be screwed. Like, if Jesus is the standard, like, let's say God's the standard and we got to work to it, man, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. We're screwed. Yeah. Because I think I'm a pretty decent person. But speak for yourself. Yeah, like there's no, I mean, decency compared to God, man. That's like eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. This coffee's good, by the way. Got a little French vanilla, a little Colombian coffee. Speaking uh, of Colombia, yeah? we should go to Colombia. Dude, I was thinking Peru, but I'm down. Dude, we should go to Panama and get some stem cell. Yeah. Dude, freaking Caden got a new truck. I swear that kid. He's such a jerk, man. His such car breaks down and he gets a new truck. Got like a Chevy Colorado. That thing's badass. I'll show you a picture. Yeah. Oh, oh, so this is what I wanted to tell you. Did you have anything else to say about that? I was I lean more towards Peru. That's me, because me and uh me and Los were talking about it. In like two years, we're like, hey, let's plan a trip for like two years from now. You know, three years. That'd be cool. Take a trip. Um, I want what I want to do. I want to get in a point financially where I can just take a week after every fight and just go somewhere different in the world. Mm. So, oh yeah, look at this truck my brother got. This freaking jerk, man. It's a Chevy Colorado. Look at this thing. It's all decked out. Oh wow, that's uh, nice. Yeah, it's real nice. nice. It's real nice. That's real nice right there. Look at that. So okay, so oh, like, funny God. story. Uh, did you have any other points that you wanted? Let's get on a lighter note. I want to start. I want to end this bad boy with some jokes. Dude, I need to. Dude, we had tell your life story real quick. I'm so hungry. Would you say? So hungry. My, I'm so hungry. My and a dinner is pretty. I think pretty much ready. My dad made some spaghetti. Well, not at an hour yet. Oh my gosh, dude! Uh, we don't I, have to do anything right now. Do, do you know who? Do you know who Marcus Mariota is? Mm-hmm. He played for the Titans. I don't know. He was a Heisman Trophy winner at Oregon. So and he plays quarterback in the NFL. Let me before I get into this, I want to I want to actually find out who he plays for. He started. I think he plays for the Titans. Who did he play for? Give me one second, bro. I'm done. Oh, he plays for the Raiders. And he did okay. He did play for the Titans, so he's a Heisman Trophy winner at Oregon. And uh, my brother's like hanging out with him. So so they work out at the same place. And Marcus is, uh, I think he's gonna be the starter for the Raiders this next year. He started at Tennessee for a little bit, I think. But um, he uh, yeah, they're they're hanging out. They're working out together. And my brother calls me, he sends me a picture, and I was like, oh, they must have just bumped into each other at the gym. No, like, they're, like, friends. Like, they're buddies. Like, not, like, going out on the boat or anything, but, like, when they're in the gym, like, mm-hmm. like Marcus is, like, you know, picking on them and, you know, stuff like that, like, goofing around. And um, and I guess, yeah, and Caden, and he told Caden, he was like, hey, man, like, send me your, some of your tapes. Like, I'll email some coaches I know. And I'm just like, wow, what? I was like, okay. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because you know my whole life you know my family made fun of me for like going up to these like you know top level athletes and like taking pictures or if I saw a celebrity like I'd get a picture of them and stuff and like talk to them and 
and I feel like that's served to my benefit. You know, a lot of these people are my friends now, like the Chales and the, the Bo Nichols and the Anthony Cassars, like some of these opportunities I've had, like, you know, me being like a celebrity chaser has definitely led to those, like, and then obviously mm-hmm. the podcast, like titling it, it's all about who you know. And freaking my brother, you know, who's always, you know, at the forefront of making fun of me, I is like, you know, this is the first time he's done this and he's doing it way better than me already. <laughs> it's like, he's got a Heisman Trophy winner sending emails. I'm like, what the heck? Like, you I'm, little I've been, jerk. I've been doing this for years. You try one time? It's yeah. ridiculous. So, but yeah, I was like, ah, oh, looks like somebody decided to take my advice. Yeah. But uh, it was funny. It was cool. So, all right. Relax. Relax. Is it a cat? It's my dog. You don't have a dog. I know. Uh... Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Remember <laughs> Was it hangover? He's like, you ready to let the, let the dogs out? <laughs> Are you guys ready to get here? You guys going to be here, what, the 10th? Yeah, July Dude. 10th, man. We're going to be there. Dude. I'll get, my work, I'll get my work done in the morning. I'll probably do, like, a few practices that week. I already talked to my coaches. and be like, Yeah, you know, just take the, take the week. It'll be good for you. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I'd like to do maybe just like a – you know, a little roll around jujitsu class no, or something. Can't you know, you can't come. Can't come? No, you can't come. Oh, is it close? Is it really? No, it just opened today. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think. I hope so. Hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. I don't know. We'll see. I'll say. I, yeah, I know. I know. I say. I say that. I'll like go over there. Like, yeah, I'll train a little bit. Then I get there. I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Screw that. That's out. Yeah, all right. Let's go get some pizza, man. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, so somebody's telling me about this spot. I guess there's like a. Sh- we need to go to. We're gonna do a lot of fun stuff. Are you guys already looking up like itinerary stuff? Because I've been like. Asking. So, so what we're doing is we're trying not we're trying to budget ourselves when we get there. So Russell and I were talking about mostly for food. Like we're just trying to like go old school. Like get a couple loaves of bread and some sandwich meat, and then do that throughout the day. And then at night, you know, if we want to go out and get some some. But hey, we're spending we're dropping dollars to go over there. So I don't want to see that look on your face. <laughs> Listen, we got to get. We got the plane ticket, the Airbnb, the rental car, gas, you know, I, a bunch what? of other stuff too. We're what? not billionaires, okay? I'm not a billionaire. You don't know what it's yet. Yeah, yet. Yeah. Michael Jordan did it. Tiger Woods did it. Why can't I do it? Well, dude, Joe Rogan's not even a billionaire yet. So if you plan on billionaire podcast, he signed that deal with Spotify. They're like 150 million. It was a hundred million, I think. I think it was one hundred fifty. I wonder how that's going to change the game because I don't even know. I was listening to him talk about it with Bill Burr, who I just started listening to Bill Burr. By the way, he's hilarious. Oh, like, he's so funny. What the you just now got on Bill Burr? Where I've never been? listened to him. I was listening to you one. Never him? Oh gosh! I, oh, this is so funny. Um, he was. I was listening to one joke he was doing. I'm probably going to make some people mad, but uh, he was talking about like these women's riots or these women like the feminist protests he's like i want to uh-huh. i want to drive by one of those one time and just say the most sexist thing i could say yeah. and he's like yeah get back in the kitchen where you belong go back to the kitchen where you belong <laughs> and he's like just watch them freak out <laughs> like, yeah he's like he's talking about like like white women or like talks to him he's like you know and he's like wait what are you talking about you're sitting in the jacuzzi with me what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> 
these people are ruining our country. And it's like, they are so, pri- they're using their privilege. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're in the jacuzzi with me. <laughs> 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 I watched that whole special. Man, that was hilarious. He's so funny. Did you so listen to funny, the Joe man. Rogan that he just did? I listened to a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> he was telling some stories, man. They were telling one, oh, man, they were telling one story. At some point, we need to tell some NEO fight stories, some more. Uh, we oh, probably yeah. probably wait till like everybody retires and you know yeah. he's dead. Uh, but he's telling one. I guess they like his buddies got beat up at some party, so they went up there to go beat the, beat the party up, and they beat them. They beat him up. The dust settled. They went to the wrong party. It was like a, a double date that they infiltrated and beat the oh, crap Oh my gosh, that's funny. Oh gosh. Dude, we need to get into some fights when you guys are here. No, I'm done. My fighting days are over. Those days are done. Uh, I hung up the towel. I hung up the cape. Uh, cape Crusader. Man, has Carlos still got one more year of wrestling? Yeah. Freaking loser. I know, I guess so. Um, so Joe's really not coming? Uh-uh. Why? Yeah, he's not. Because uh, he's going on a trip to Florida as well, and he's just like... I think he's going to go train down there as well. So, I don't know. I was like, hey, man, it's cool. Just let us. I was like, I'm glad you just let us know and not come July 9th. You're like, oh, guy's actually not coming, you know. Can you uh, can you cancel my plane ticket, too, and uh, take yeah. me off the share for the B&B? No, yeah. Joe, we can't take you off the share for the B&B because we already paid for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I hope Fuentes can come. That'll be fun. Maybe we invite yeah. Wes. You want to see if Wes wants to come? He won't come. Dude, freaking Wes Bowman. That'd be cool. Dude, I'll just text him. Can you text him, actually, since you're the one planning everything? Why don't you text him? No, I don't. What am I going to say? Hey, um, Gus really wants you to text him so you can come to Portland and visit me. And he'll be like, Portland? Bunch of liberals out there. He's like, I'd be fighting the whole time. I know. He's like, that means i got to leave my trailer to go there. (laughs) You mean I'm going to leave my trailer? They let you wear wife beaters over there? Do they even have wife beaters? <laughs> they don't let you beat your wife? <laughs> He's like, you can't say that. Is sexual assault illegal there? It's illegal everywhere. <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, you know where I'm from. <laughs> oh, my cousin said. <laughs> That's horrible. That's something Wes would say, though. Uh, not in my trailer park. Not, not in my, my family tree. Not in my trailer park. That is so not bad. Not in my family tree, man. We just lost our Christian witness for yeah, sure. I know. Man, I'm telling I you, know. man, you come to this podcast, you get everything. You get everything. Well, dude, as much as I'd love to stay in this podcast, dude, I've got to go because all I'm thinking about is food right now. Oh, you think it's you're bad. hungry? You think you're hungry? I know. Try eating yeah. four times a day. All right. I have. I actually, I haven't ate today at all. To me, yeah. things. Cause I had pizza, I had pizza and ice cream last night. I had pizza and ice cream last night, and you it was. Uh, Dude, I've been. Dude, pizza and ice cream. That's a horrible combo. I've been. Uh, uh, great I'll, combo. What are you dude, talking about? I'll stay out till like two working, you know, because pre- you know we. I don't have to be up early. And, uh, and there's some nights, man. I break. Like I'm just like, oh, my stomach's rumbling. I'll go to I'll go to the gas station get some Ben and Jerry's. Mm. I'll come home and just put down a you best, pint. You best believe, son. You best believe. Best get yourself out of here. 
All right, man. Well, it's been a good podcast. Uh, Um, Appreciate you being here. Appreciate everybody. Make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you uh, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, Christian Robertson. Make sure you follow Gus and I on Instagram. Links will be below. Go buy yourself a T-shirt, TBE, the Barbell Experience. But, uh, Gus, I love you. I'm excited to see you. Uh, you. We're going to be, oh, first in-person podcast with Gus Boyd is going to be coming up in a couple weeks. Stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. Dude, we'll get get, get Russell on there, too. Nah. You got to get Russ. Nah, we can't. We can't. All right. I'll talk to you later. God bless you guys. But I think we're done here.